Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. This week we have The Gypsy's Hand, an episode of The Witch's Tale, generally regarded as radio's first horror show. The show aired over the mutual network and syndication from 1931 to 1938. This episode appears to have aired sometime near the end of the original run. The popular radio show also made a short-lived appearance in the pulps. With The Witch's Tales, notice the S, magazine, which publishes two issues, at the end of 1936, before the small publishing company, Carwood, decided to end its run. If you're a fan of Supernatural Pulp, check out our recent release from Brick Pickle Media, Pulp with a Bite. It collects tales of vampires and the undead from the tattered pages of weird tales, strange stories, ghost stories, and more. It is available from Amazon or other bookstores, or direct from us at Brick Pickle Media, and that direct link is in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production, copyright 2022. For more, visit brickpicklemedia.com, where you can find a link to all of our books and our entire online store. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. We bring you The Witch's Tale. Written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. And now let us join old Nancy, witch of Salem, and Satan, her big black cat. Hannah and six-year-old I be today. Yes, sir, Hannah and six-year-old. And this is certainly a nice evening for my birthday, Satan. Here in Salem, it's blackest pitch. The kind of night the graveyards yawn and the dead gets up and walks. You said it, Satan. It puts us in a pleasant frame of mind to spin another of our little bedtime stories to cheer folks up and make them happy. (laughs) Douse out them lights. We want all the darkness we can get for this yarn. Now draw up to the fire and gaze into them birds. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll find yourselves in a hospital. In the operating room. While they cut folks up. <laughs> and there begins our yarn about the gypsy's hand. The gypsy's hand. <laughs> Thank you. 
bringing the patient up, Dr. Shields. Thank you, Miss Murray. Anesthesia need all set, Dr. Gaunt? All set. Administer your ether the moment we have Eugenio on the table. The nurses be prepared to hold this patient rigidly until he loses consciousness. He's going to fight you with every ounce of strength he has. He's like a madman, Doctor. It's taking four orderlies to bring him up here now. He is a madman. I don't wonder, poor devil. Mm, it's pretty tough, all right. He's one of the greatest pianists the world has ever known. Michael Gugino? <laughs> I should say he is. I've heard him play. And to lose one of his hands. There's no other way. If Gugino's left hand isn't amputated now, by tomorrow the purulent infection will progress beyond our power to arrest. I heard him raving after you told him that. He refused to permit the operation. But fortunately for his life, his present state of mind makes him legally irresponsible. So he can proceed on the authority of his foster father. Myers, you mean? Yes. He adopted Eugenio when he was a boy and gave him his musical education. Poor chap has a mother living somewhere, but no one will ready to get a hold of her. Probably with some gypsy trial. I suppose so. Michael Gagino's a gypsy? Yes, full-blooded. Myers had him play an old broken-down piano in one of their camps when he was only 12 years old. He's 25 now, been playing ever since. 13 years of slavery he's gone through. Slavery, God. But that's what a musician undergoes in order to become a great artist. And now... No, no. No, no, I won't let you. Here they come. Open those bars, Miss Murray. Ready, everyone. No, no, no. Don't take me in that room, I tell you. I won't let them cut off my hand. I won't. Listen. No, no. God, I don't blame him. A great musician and to lose his hand. It's that of his life. No, Here no, they are. No, I won't go in there, I tell you. I won't. I know what they mean to do, but I won't let you. Quick, over here. Stop. Stop. The law says you cannot operate without my consent. I am in my right mind. I forbid you to cut off my hand. This is all a plot. A plot to maim me because you're jealous. The whole world is jealous of me. Lift him now. Oh, let me go. Oh, my life, my soul is in my hand. I'll die if you cut one off. I'd rather die. On the table, quick. No, no, I won't let you put me there. Oh, my God, don't let them. Oh, dear mother. It means I'll never be able to play again. That I'll have no fingers to bring forth music from the keys. Hold him tight. Ah! Those little knives! That's what you planned to maim me with. Quick, doctor, the anesthetic. Oh, no. Don't put that thing over my face. Oh, God. Oh, mother. Help me, nurse. No. Please, please. My hands are my life. Hold on to it, nurse. I'll die. I'll die cursing you with the curse of my people, the curse of the gypsies, the curse of rum. We have it over his face. Don't let him struggle loose. Ah, ah. Oh, God. Oh, mother. The curse of the gypsies. The curse of Rob. Ether's taking hold. Just a moment now, Dr. Shields. Oh, poor devil. The knife, Miss Alden. Stand by. Curse of the gypsies. Curse of Rob. And, and and when I came to, Mother, when again I knew what was going on around me, they came with leering faces to say the operation was a success. A success! <laughs> with my left hand ending in this useless stump. Then, when they let me go, after their work was complete, I came back to our tribe, to you, for vengeance. For vengeance on them! And to die. Shandeki Shavu. 
The Comte d'Arthur. Uh, don't speak to me in Romani. I've been away too long from you. I do not understand. I speak in English. You are my child. I love you. Yes, you love me. And that is why I'm here again. Here in your tent after all these years away. You love me. You are the only one who will understand. Everybody else hates me. Everybody else plots against me. They even say that I am mad. Mad! <laughs> but I know the reason. It is because I am a great artist. Because they are jealous of the despised gypsy, who is the greatest musician in all the world. One. Darcy Rackle. Look what they have done to me, Mother. Look at my wrist, where was once five fingers that were half my life. Gone. Because I scratched myself upon the nail. Just a tiny scratch that only hurt a little bit. It would have healed itself in time. But it gave them an excuse to steal my hand. They took it away so I could never play again. I steal and rest. Yeah, but you will help me pay them back. You are wise, Mother. The wisest woman in all our tribe. You know secrets of the living and the dead. I have come to bid you use those secrets. I still you have seek, Shavon. No, I am not sick. I am dying. Before I go, you must swear to lay the curse I wish upon them. You have no die. The secrets that I know I use to cure you. No. My life was in my two hands. I have now but one. When I am only half alive, I can only wish for death. I will die within a week. Then you must swear to use your magic as I tell you. You must help me in my hate. I am your son. You must do the thing I ask. I do the thing you ask. I trust no one. You must swear, swear. Swear it by everything the Siganis fear. By God, the devil. By thunder and by fire. Kama, Karama. I swear to devil, the bang, the Coliban, Sayon. <laughs> and dead, you will give me power to strike. That doctor, Shields is his name. He was the fiend who used the knife. He was the fool who says I'm mad. He shall be the first. He has stolen half my life. The other half shall steal the whole of his. What you want, I do. I wish that when I die, you deliver him my soul. My soul, which will live on to hate and kill. My soul, which will live on <laughs> to hate and kill. <laughs> Why are you? I hear your master. I'll let him in. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Dr. Shields. Hello, Mrs. Dr. Shields. I'm back the same day I went away, you see. Well, you better tell that to Peppa. <laughs> he seems to think you've been away for years. That's enough of that, Father. Let me get to that table so I can drop these bundles. Oh. Have you been buying out the village store? Oh, there's only the groceries you told me to bring and the mail. When we're vacationing here in the woods and I drive up to town only once a week, I always come back laden like a pack horse. <laughs> well, you shouldn't complain. This funny little bungalow in the wilderness is the only sure refuge from work and trouble you've found since we've been married. Despite the fact you came here with me. Oh, you... <laughs> oh, dear. 
There's a newspaper among this mail you brought. Yeah, someone sent it from town, I guess. I wonder who. All our friends know we don't want to be reminded there's such a place as New York when we're up here. Well, shall I open it? <laughs> Good. There's a little package I picked up at the post office. I had it jammed in my pocket. I put all the rest of these things. Say, hey, Norman. What's the matter? Well, here's what they sent you this newspaper for. This marked column on the front page. About what? Look. Michael Gugino. Good Lord. He's dead. And you said when he left the hospital last month... He was as well as you and I are, aside from his mind. Hmm. Cause of death given here is physical depletion. What about by brooding over the loss of his hand? Poor, poor duck. I hoped he'd get over it. It says he died in an old wagon in a gypsy camp. Oh, oh, I felt so sorry for him after all you told me. Even though he hated you so much for performing the amputation. Well, someone had to do it. Poor, poor devil. First his mind went, then his hand, and now his life. You know, I think I felt sorriest for him when he cursed me. Cursed you? Just before he went under the ether. He prayed for a gypsy curse to be laid on me. The curse of rum, whatever that is. You never told me about that. Why should I? It's too silly. Oh, yes, of course, only they say the gypsies have always possessed supernatural powers. Good Lord, you're not getting superstitious at your age. Forget it, honey. The poor chap's dead now, and no matter how much he hated me for doing my job, he's harmless now forevermore. Oh, Papa! What's the matter with him? Papa! Stop that. You give me the creeps. Come over him so suddenly. Norman! He gazes at that little package each time before he lifts his head and howls. That's the package I brought from the post office. Who's it from? I don't know. Didn't look. Good God! No! The return address reads Michael Gugino. Come on. Dead man. That newspaper telling of his death was four days old. The postmark on this package is dated yesterday. What's in that package? I'll soon see. There's a wooden box inside the wrapping. No. Look at Pepper there. Every bristle on his back is standing out in fear. He does act strangely. Wait, it's that box he's afraid of. I'll soon see why. Here, let me lift this lid. God! A hand is in that box! A human hand, severed at the wrist. It's Gugino's hand. I know those fingers anywhere. Get away off my who could have sent me this under his name? Oh, take it away. Wait. The hand I amputated was destroyed, and it was the left. This is the right. Oh, Norman. It's dead fingers are moving. It's climbing from the box. It's sprung upon your brain. It's fastened on my clothes. Oh, it's making for your throat. It means to kill you. No. Oh. <laughs> That's just the beginning of this party, little yarn, Satan. You folks come see old Nancy next time she has a birthday, and she'll tell you the rest about the gypsy's hand. Thank you.
we bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. Let us join old Nancy and Satan, her wise black cat. Hannah and 22 year I be today. Yes, sir, Hannah and 22 years. Satan. If these folks will just douse out them lights, We'll spin the finish of that pretty little yarn we begun last time they was here. Now, we already told you how a famous gypsy piano player named Gagina got blood poison in one of his hands and how a doctor amputated it to save his life. But this Gagina fella was a little crazy in the head and thought the doctor had performed the operation just for meanness. So he made his old gypsy mother lay a curse upon him. Then Gagino died. <laughs> Them gypsy people knows great magic. Four days after the piano player's death, the doctor, who was spending a pleasant vacation in the woods with his wife, got a package in the mails. And when he opened that package, he saw a human hand that had been cut off at the wrist. Five dead fingers <laughs> that suddenly moved and jumped up toward his throat. Draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep and hear the finish of our yarn about the gypsy's hand. <laughs> the gypsy's hand. <laughs> oh, I can still feel the cold, dead flesh of it as I struck it from your shoulder when it was clutching for your throat. Here, you've got to pull yourself together. It's gone now, and neither oh. one of us were harmed. Oh, thank God I had the courage to strike it from you. I can still hear the thud it made as it fell upon the floor. I can still see it run away across the carpet there, like a misshapen, five, five-legged rat, four fingers and a thumb dragging a severed wrist. Oh, we must have imagined it all. It's too fantastic to be real, too utterly horrible. But there's the box it came in. 
There's a paper wrapping bearing a dead man's name as a return address. Rhea, <laughs> it means madness for us both if we don't buck up and figure this thing out. Rhea, darling. What is there to figure out except where is it gone? Where is it now? I don't know. We searched this bungalow together. Every room. It isn't here. But it only needs such a tiny place to hide. It's just a, a hand. It may be in this room now, waiting to spring upon you when your back is turned. I don't think so. Trevor would sense its presence even if we didn't see it. Oh, look at him crouching there and trembling. Oh, you, oh, you poor puppy. You're more terrified than we are. Norman, could we have imagined it all? Could even this dog be a victim of some mad delusion? I'm trying to think. Think sanely now. It's over. My reason tells me it's impossible. That the dead are dead. And that a severed human hand cannot have life. You told me Gagina said his soul was in his hand. And he was a gypsy, Norman. Of a race that's strange to all the rest of humankind. Every other people in the world is tabulated, indexed, fixed by science to some definite root and branch. But the gypsies are just wanderers. They've been feared and hated in every land on earth. There must be a reason. It must be because they know secrets. To which the rest of us are blind. Awful, terrible secrets, such as, as the thing we thought we saw. There's only one thing to do. Illusion or not, we've got to leave this house. Oh, yes, we couldn't stay here tonight in the dark. And night is coming now. We, we'll drive into the village, back to New York, any place away from here. Yes, come on. Come, Pepper. Oh, careful, Norman. The, the thing may be hiding in the grass along the path. If it was really real. It wasn't. As we came outside here, before these trees, that sunset... I'm sure it wasn't. Everything in nature is too, too natural. We've simply been the victims of a sensory delusion. Oh, yes, of course. A crazy, mad delusion. No. What? Look at the car. Our tires. Flat, everyone. Why, this one's been slashed with a knife. Well, so is this. And the same on this side. They've, they've been cut underneath, near the ground, where a bodiless, armless hand could reach them. Don't start that again. I won't believe we ever saw that thing. I won't believe that hand exists. Oh. Listen. Oh, ours, inside the house. And only one hand is on the keys. One hand. Not that ghastly artist play. It's Gunos, the funeral march of a marionette. It won't pull the strings to send me dancing to my coffin. Oh, Norman, come back here. If that thing's in there, I'm going to finish oh, it. Oh, don't go in that house. Norman, wait for me. Norman. Oh, the music stopped. Oh, the music stopped. Oh, the music stopped. Living or dead, real or imagined, the thing is harmless. I'm going to find it and travel it a bit. It's harmless, I tell you. Harmless. What's that? Pepper. He's outside. He didn't follow oh, us. Something's the matter with him. Come on. Pepper. 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 I can't hear him any longer. There he is. Pepper. Well, he's stretched out on the ground. Pepper. Get up. Oh! Look at his eyes. All wide. There. And his tongue. Rhea, he's been strangled. He's dead. And there's what killed him. Look, going through that ground. The hand. Like a misshapen white five-legged rat. Get in that car. We'll drive it on the rim. Oh, you're taking me away from here before I go mad. Get in. Stop the motor. Get us away. Rhea, the key's been stolen. You can't stop. No. The Norman. The piano again. Played by a single hand. And playing. <laughs> Dirge. 
Yeah, maybe we should have tried to walk to the village. When we found the car wouldn't take us, but well, I couldn't. Norman, I'd have imagined that awful hand was lurking underfoot in every clump of dark, waiting overhead in every tree to pounce upon you with the same strangling grip that killed poor Papa. Right. to come back here to the house and shut us in this room behind locked doors and windows. Yes, it can't get to us this way. We have lamps here. Outside it's dark. I couldn't stand the dark. Rhea! Rhea! Oh, oh, I, I won't be hysterical anymore. Only we're so close to it here. It's in the next room. A little piano piece. But we can't see it. That's the awful part about it, seeing it. And while it plays, we know where it is. Come in here. Oh, I can't get in here. You've sworn to me, Todd. Oh, it's flesh and bone. Nothing of its size to get into this room. Oh, if it only stop playing that ghastly melody over and over and over. If it doesn't stop, my brain's going to snap. That's what it wants, to drive us mad. Slowly, with fear and horror. Oh, how the intelligence directing us must hate us. Oh, I felt pitiful. Did she know when he cussed us? And laughed at his crazy threat. Yes, I laughed. Oh, no one. The music has stopped. Eh? It stopped. Listen. The, the thing. I hear it. Pulling itself across the carpet out there. It's coming toward this door. It's just outside, moving along the sill, trying to creep under. But it can't. There isn't room. Quiet. Listen. It's going away again. Yes, down the hall. It's tired of waiting. It's coming for me. Oh, I mustn't get in. It can't get in. But if there's some way we've overlooked, it's coming to kill now. Its fingers are on our throats. What are we going to do? Oh, no. What is that to do with a dead hand that's alive? How can you find a thing you cannot understand? But it can't get through those windows of the door, and there's no other way. Listen. What? That, that scratching sound. It's from above. Over there. Norman, the fireplace. It's coming down the chimney. God, I never thought. It's coming closer. It's almost down here. Norman! Norman! No, it's not. Quiet, Leo. Listen. It's... It's going back up again. Oh, if I can only block up that chimney before it comes back. Well, these blankets. I can stuff them up the flue. Let me travel out that fire so I can work. No. Keep away from that fire. Leo, every moment is precious. Keep away from that fire. What are you doing? Stop adding fuel. This is our only chance. Keep away. Keep away from that fire. Ah. It's outside at the windows. Ah. Cutting the vines, trying to get in. Oh, no, we must let it in. You're mad. No, it's got to be destroyed. But there's no way, Rio. What are you doing with that stool? <laughs> Good God, you've smashed the glass. The thing's coming through the window. Keep away from it. Don't let it touch you. Look out for that chair. Help, I'm falling. Oh, it's coming towards you. It can reach you where you fall. Ah! It's got me. It's cold, dead fingers out of my throat. Get it away. I'll help. I, Use every I, ounce of strength you have. Help me. Put it away. Ah. We've, we've got it. Now throw it. Throw it in the fire. Ah. Oh, you've missed. It's coming after you again. Quick, out the door, run. Don't stop. Why are you picking up that lamp? To throw. Rhea. The thing must be destroyed. It couldn't come down that chimney. Fire is the only way to end it. It's from the lamp. Blazing with oil. Oil is everywhere. In a moment, the whole house will be a furnace. And in the center, that frightful hand. Look. The flames have caught it. They're destroying it as witches found their death. As they say, evil things can only be destroyed by fire. Come away. Come away while we still have time. Yes, and free of the gypsy curse. Yes, thank God. Free of the gypsy hand. <laughs>
<laughs> well, now they knows how to get rid of a living dead man's hand, Satan. Yes, sir. Fire's a mighty handy thing to have round if you wants to destroy black magic. Well, Satan and me's got business to tend to now. Important business, Satan. Near midnight, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.